This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening everybody and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in Kekenny for Come On Kind. This is episode number 15 of season 3 where we had a busy weekend last weekend with all of the games that was going ahead including James Stevens' ventures against St. Bridget's in the AIB Leinster Intermediate Club semi-final that was played last Saturday as well. Of course, Michel was out playing Nafina of Meath but the winner of both of those games would play in the Leinster final at the weekend and we have the All-Stars which are upcoming this weekend as well but first of all we are going to go back all the way to last Saturday and to that AIB Leinster Intermediate Club semi-final where St. Brid- or St. Bridget's yes of Leash were visitors to James Stevens out on the Kells Road in Park Seamus Stephon and I am delighted to be joined on the line once again this evening by their manager John Scott good evening John Good evening, Martin. How are you? I am very well, thank you. Not so nervous now that the full-time production that I was sitting in for Sinead Kyo was over and done with this evening. I tell you one thing, talk about nerves and being thrown in at the deep end. Nothing like it. A bit like yourselves being thrown in at the deep end as well uh, last weekend into your first ever Leinster semi-final coming up against St. Bridget's of Leash. As you said previously, it was going to be a tough test. St. Bridget's were going to be a step up. You've seen a couple of videos from them and they certainly brought physicality and intensity to that first half in particular uh, last Saturday. But you did come away with the victory, John, and you're now preparing for a Leinster final the weekend. Talk us through the game last Saturday. Yeah, look, we knew kind of going into the game what St. Bridget's were going to bring. We we knew straight away that they were familiar with the side, like, you know, they were we had watched them on the video and and things like that, like. But yeah, no, they started off like a train, and look, as we just kind of said to the girls, we were against the wind, so the fair gale force wind there, and we were just trying to kind of <laughs> slow everything down really in the first half. And look, I thought our girls know the battle through as well in the first half, but like Saint Bridges, they got a, I think they got a lead of five, five, five nil, five times to no score. It was actually so, six uh, nil by the eighteenth minute. Yeah. Now, I, and, but in those 18 minutes, we, we did drive, I think it was two, maybe three wide. I think there was two from play and one from a free that we actually drove wide. So we were getting the chance, we did get one or two chances, but just didn't convert them. You and, did, and there was, a know, co- and there was a couple dropped short on you as well. Yeah, we were kind of taking it. I don't think the girls realised how strong the wind was. <laughs> they, were, they were striking from way out the field rather than working it in a little bit. But look, uh, in the heel, the, the, we were just lucky to come out on top in the end. You know, I think it was actually the 60th minute when we actually went into the lead uh, for the first time in the whole game, which is a great, a great minute to go into the lead. <laughs> it certainly was. I suppose, though, a little bit of indiscipline certainly cost you in the first half because while you were in it, Silly freeze was given Emer Hassett the chance of converting those frees and out of the five scores that was got within the first quarter of that, four of them came from freeze from Emer Hassett. But you certainly eradicated the small little problems that was there in the second half because your backs was out first to every ball. They were giving away no freeze. It was the complete polar opposite of what was there in the first half. It was, yeah, and I think the Kennedy girls knew themselves that they were after. We, we did say it to them, and that the rest of like, it was unnecessary freeze as well, just can, um, they're not just taking the easy options, some of them, but look, 
we, we said it to him at half time to stop because the, the girl was a, a fair good free taker as well. So we had to null that out of it as well. Well, look, I, and as the second half started, when we had the wind, we kind of died down a little bit in the second half, and we lost our shape a little bit as well in the second half. Well, look, um, I think we just knocked it down. The girls knew themselves what they had to do in the second half, and I thought, no, they right. Uh, very good in the second half now. The point going in uh, that you got, John, albeit it was 26 minutes into the first half, it was important to get a score going in at half time and not to go in with no score on the scoreboard. Yeah, we did, and we were just saying that on, actually on the line ourselves, like that, just anything at all, just as we needed one, at least one score, um, in the first half, just to give the girls just that little bit of belief in themselves going in at half time, that you know that the chances were there, and just they needed to take them. Yeah, your work rate in the first half as well, we've seen it better. And that's not to be disparaging now or anything against you because conditions were tough. Um, I mean, it was good, but I don't know what you said to the girls at half time in the dressing room because you really came out and you tore into St. Bridget's in the second half and with only 15 seconds right from the throw-in, basically, Emma Minogue was after grabbing the game by the bull of the horns, as the fella says, and putting over a lovely point from play. I think she went through four or five of the St. Bridget's defenders. That really set you up for a, a scoring spree then that she kind of went on um, and as you say you know within 17 minutes of the second half you were only a couple of points down 8 points to 5 Yeah and it was it was it was a great start to the second half and as you said it was it was straight from the I think from the throw in uh, the ball broke a little bit and Emma got onto it and she went through about 3 or 4 tackles and struck it over the bar and it did set the tempo kind of for the second half then the girls knew you know, they had to up the tempo a little bit, and they did. And in fairness now to them, they, they knew what, as I said, we were spoken to them at half time. They knew themselves what they had to do. They, they knew they were in a battle. I think this time of the year, like all the hurling, all the skill, all the, the drills that you be doing goes out the window. It's just whoever wants it the most in, in the conditions that are in it at the moment, you know. Yeah, you had a right chance of a, a couple of goal chances as well in it, but uh, in particular, I think it was uh, just before you got your fifth point, it was on the 44th minute, and again, Emma Minogue was to the fore on this one. I mean, she really had an outstanding game. Uh, now, there was a lot of good players there, but she really stood head and shoulders above the rest um, from what we could see in her passages of play in the whole lot, but she again got a ball out around the half-forward line and went forward with it. Now, I don't know, I was full sure on the day that it was Michelle Teen was after hitting the post with the shot because Emma passed it over your selector and coach there Liam O'Connor thinks to Sophie O'Dwyer and we still had a row afterwards to know uh, who it was that was after hitting the post but it was one of your players did hit the post yeah. Um, yeah. but were you thinking to yourself standing on the sideline Jesus this is not going to be our day nothing is going right for us I did I was actually standing right behind it was Sophie that hit the shot because I was actually standing right behind her and I was watching the ball and I thought it was just going to go straight into the little corner and off the bottom of the post and out it went and I was I even turned around and I think it was Brian uh, yeah, uh, Brian McAvoy was beside me and I said oh no is that going to be one of these days <laughs> and even you the follow up I mean there was a couple of chances afterwards but I mean the St. Bridges defence really stood up and they were counted on that I mean they weren't leaving anything get in that easy um, you know but that was the chance and St. Bridget's then went down themselves got two points on the trot Jesse Quinlan came up from wing back and got one and Emer Hassett converted another free so with six minutes to go John it was looking bleak it was eight points to five and what were you thinking with uh, such short time left on the clock? I was actually thinking that we were gone. 
we were gone at not now at that stage. Um, I uh, look and I did I did even turn around and just uh, for the, the last three to four minutes I said that the defibrillator was nearly going to have to be used out in the Kells Road um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, look I think that just the girls dug deep I, and I said it earlier on I, I think I actually said it last week in the interview to you that I just, just these crowd of girls they just have some spirit at the moment and they never give up no matter what you say to them, they just never give up till the final whistle. They have this belief in themselves just to keep going. They know them, they have it in, I think they just believe in themselves that, you know, it'll come right for them eventually. And, you know, the way the things went, we actually did come right. And as I say, I think it was the 60th minute by the time we got that to go, the first point to go ahead. I think it was eight. Seven or well, you're not too far wrong because you got the four points in a row after that. Emma Minogue started it off with a brilliant point from play, and then Sophie, Sophie had a, what could be classed as a mixed day. I mean, she hit some very good frees. She hit frees that she'd probably expect to put over as well. A couple dropped short in that second half. There was one or two near the sideline that drifted off away out to the left of the post and went wide. And you could see her confidence, and she was getting frustrated. It was dipping ever so slightly, but the last three points I mean she got two frees to bring it to eight points each that was in the 61st minute of the game and uh, it was Neve Dealey was going forward with a ball she was fouled referee gave the free Sophie stood up to take it it wasn't going to be an easy free I mean she was out in front of the pose talk about pressure if it goes over, you're into a Leinster final potentially. If you miss it, you have another 20-odd minutes of uh, game time to play and extra time as well. Um, but as you say, yeah, what an unbelievable finish to a game. And to get the, the last four points really showed the character that you have been talking about. Yeah, then that's it. Like, we, did, we did say it even to the girls in the dressing room after the game. It was that character like, that, that got them over the line, that, that spirit. And, and as you say, the Sophie was having a, a mixed bag during the game. But, you know, she held her nerves to get stood up. And I think, as you said, there was three three out of the last four points for freeze. And even one of them, I think, was actually in around the midfield. And she stood up and was went straight over the black spot. Only, I think she was just after missing one just before that. But she was, you know, she has the confidence to stand up there and hit it again. And, and the nerve. Yeah, no, it was really was. It was a, a great display all around, um, in particular in the second half, which set up a nice game then this weekend coming, John, with our neighbours from Carlo in Moishal. Um, it's the first time that you've ever been in a Leinster final, which is fantastic for yourselves. Moishal have been there before. They have won the Junior All-Ireland. They've been in the semi-finals of the Intermediate as well. I mean, they have the experience that's going there. So, I mean, looking at it on form, you're probably going to go into it slowly lightly underdogs but I don't think you mind the underdog tag too much because Bridget's were certainly favourites going in last weekend as well and look what happened so I don't think you'll uh, you'll mind that tag going into next weekend No 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 we never we never mind that under, underdog tag um, but look me the, uh, Michael they're a, a same team they're just a, f- a phenomenal team especially down in Carlo they're the rest of, I think there's three three county finals 23 county finals in a row down there. Uh, that takes some effort to, to even to even contemplate to, to win them. Like. So obviously they have a great system going, great backroom staff and great underage system going down there that actually that it can com- compete like for 23 years and win the championship down there. It's an and unbelievable the, the, tally. 
Yeah, yeah. They, 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 I'd, I'd say that must be a record. I'd say myself between Hurling and oh, Tomogi. Um, but at the same thing, like going back through all the Leinster Championships, they've been in a good few finals and they won, as you say, the junior. I think they watched one of the intermediate was it in 2017, did they? Or it could have been the junior, the one. But I know that they have they have the experience of going into all these games and that means it does stand <laughs> definitely to them a little bit having that experience. It does, but you have good experiences there as well. Um, you know, the game is fixed for Clane in Kildare on next Sunday at 2pm. Obviously, the couple of the girls are going to be in Dublin the night before um, at the All-Star, so it'll be an early night for a couple of them. Uh, there won't be any heavy drinking or anything that day because we know that they relish the club and especially when you get into a Leinster final, they might not come around too often, so you have to grab them by the, the scruff of the neck, as the fella says, and go at it, especially when you're there. Yeah, and uh, look, and uh, and that that and just if I roam back from staff, like having the likes of the experience at Hilly and Toss, like they've done it with the club, as in and they had Derek Brennan there with the goalkeeper, and just they've done it actually with the club themselves. They went down and won club all errands, and they just said all the all errands they have with their county, they'll always remember the ones that the one with their club, and it's they get they don't come around that often. And when you get them, yeah, you have to take them. And I just think it would be like, I know you're you're jumping the gun, but like just to win something with your club, you'll always remember it. I think it's just it's the friends you grew up with and stuff like that. Like it's just, I think it's a phenomenal thing. Like and it's, it's an honour to the girls to be even representing, you know, the club and the county in the Leinster final. You know, I just I just think it's an honour really to be there. Well, it certainly is and we're delighted that you are there and hopefully the coverage uh, that you'll be able to get as well coming up to it will be great for the girls and we certainly wish you the very best of luck and I know you mentioned Derek Brennan there. I have to say I have great time for Derek. He was probably only one of the goalkeepers uh, that never gave me any trouble when I was standing at a post doing umpire beside him. That's how much of a gentleman he is. So uh, he's a great uh, guy to have in there and it, it'll certainly uh, show for those players as well um, a wealth of experience to be bringing in there. But John, great results last weekend for you. It's fantastic. Hopefully the rest of the county will get behind you now for the remainder of the championship and get a, a few more supporters. Um, and that there was great to see such a crowd in the Kells Road um, last weekend. I believe that there was uh, over 300 uh, tickets or thereabouts sold for a talking to uh, Linda over the weekend with it. And I know there was a huge crowd as well in Carlo um, uh, yesterday for the senior final. So hopefully all Rose will lead to clean um, and that you can put in a decent performance and hopefully fingers crossed next week that we will be calling you as the manager of a Leinster club final team and winners and looking forward to an all earned semi-final but as I said we won't jump the gun but we'll certainly wish you the best of luck Thanks very much Martin Thank you Pleasure as always that was John Scott manager of the James Stevens team that beat St. Bridget's of Leash last weekend in the club semi-final that was the Leinster club semi-final of course and the last team uh, from Kilkenny to actually win a Leinster title Anya Fahim I'm looking right at you yeah. 2015 with Toller Owen Yeah great to beat Michael inside in Nolan Park by a point I think it was a 
That was won, an epic battle yeah, that day. Won six, won six to eight points, I think, in the end, or something like that. Yeah, it was. I, there was like a puddles of water all over the field. I think. Do you know what? It was probably one of those games that by right should have been called off. But both teams wanted to play that day, so you know both teams kind of just went out with with that attitude. But you know, it's such it's a massive, huge occasion, and it's a brilliant occasion, and not many people get to say that they've represented their club in a Leinster club final, and you know anything can happen in it. Michael are going to be a tough team. They've always been very, very strong. They've always been extremely consistent. They always seem to, you know, always have new players coming through all the time. And they'll and have they the experience in results. This. They do, absolutely. They will never keep going. Like, I remember in that match, I, I think it was actually Miriam. She nearly poleaxed herself off the goalpost at one stage to try and stop a ball from going into the back of the net. It's like she nearly took a run and jump and KO'd herself, uh, but managed to keep the ball out. And it was, yeah, just listen, it was a great day. Absolutely brilliant. It's a huge occasion for James Stevens, And I think the whole of Kilkenny will get be, get behind them as well. Um, because Kilkenny teams normally, well, like once they kind of, once they get to Leinster final, they do do very well. Like they've always done very well in the Leinster campaign and this should be no different to them this is a very very good James Stevens team Well the last couple of winners that has come out of Leinster has went on and won the All-Ireland final um, which is uh, no mean feat to have St. Marina's of course was that team to do it uh, mm-hmm. back-to-back final winners as well um, but you did mention it last week when you were talking about St. Bridget's you played them in a challenge game and I know talking to Trees Elwood they were after playing Clara in a challenge game early on in the year as well they are a physical team and you could see it right from the word go they brought that physicality with them and it was something that James Stevens hadn't been used to um, and they struggled with it for periods of the time but when they got to grips with it it's a simple game when you get out in front you win the ball you put the scores over the scoreboard you're going to win every kind of a match any kind of the day um, and they certainly done it yeah, they certainly did, and yeah, we had we'd mentioned that last week that you know St. Bridget's, they, you know they were fi- they were a finely tuned team, like, and you know that they have been around the last couple of years, and they know that they have success in getting wins in under their belt, and you know it was obviously going to be no difference. But I think you know, uh, you know, conditions again probably paid a lot of it, and I think this is something that James Stevens are probably getting used to is playing games in in quite poor conditions, and you know they're going to have to get used to it. It's winter hurling we're in now. It's not going to be a pretty sight and you just have to be able to literally dig deep and go for it. Everything is going to be slowed down. Yep. Fitness really doesn't come into play if if I'm being honest. Like it's a real slog and you know, you have to be willing to win that dirty ball and get stuck in and you know, it's going to be no different in a Leinster final as well. You have to be willing to just go that extra bit deeper and that extra bit further than, than any other team. Exactly. Well, two of the stars of that game in last Saturday was Kira Delaney and Neve Dealey and I caught up with both players after the game. First up, I caught up with Kira Delaney and here's what she had to say afterwards. Kira Delaney, you have the biggest smile on your face of any of the James Stevens players. What a victory, a one-point victory against St. Bridges of Leash there. Give us your thoughts on the match. Yeah, I suppose like we didn't have the best start. Uh, we tend to do that a lot, but we tried to just get our heads focused and uh, dig it out. Like you know, uh, we said in half at half time, we kind of just gave ourselves a talk, just to relax, take a deep breath, and just play the game we know how to play. Um, and I think we went out and did it. Then in the second half, just we got four points in a row, and it just showed then what we could do. Tell us about half time because getting one point, you had chances. They weren't going over that bit unlucky. The ball was just breezing off away yeah. out to the left or the right of the post. But what was John and the rest of the boys saying to you like at half time? No, they were just very encouraging. Like they weren't, you know, there was nothing we could do. We didn't 
and we still did a lot of work in the first half trying to do getting in the hooks and the blocks and putting in that work but it just wasn't we weren't getting the scores obviously with the wind and stuff but um, no they were very encouraging like just to go back out use the wind be smart with the ball just keep moving that's one thing that they always want us to do is just keep moving and especially in the forwards and just stick tight in the backs then that was kind of the game we were going for and I think we did it then in the end You certainly did your work rate in the second half was unbelievable not that it's bad now in the first half but she certainly upped it in the second half I mean yeah. the amount of turnovers that she gave St. Bridget's it was yeah. a complete role reversal like you gave no time on the ball in the second half Yeah no I'm looking forward I hope someone I think we had someone doing the stats the last day so hopefully we have someone doing it um, with the turnovers today and we'll see how we went um, and how many we got each I mean winning a county final was great you went into Leinster bonus territory beating Raharney of Westmeath in the quarter final coming up again a strong St. Bridget's of Leash team who were fancied to yeah. beat you today as well by a lot of people except us we did tip you to win don't forget that now as well but to get into a Leinster final like what does it mean to yourself and the rest of the girls Jeez, it's absolutely brilliant like I suppose it's something we always dreamed of with the village um, like we got a knock there a few years ago going down to junior and then we lost the junior county final and it took us an extra year then to get back up to intermediate but I I think that extra year actually helped us then and even last year I don't think we, we would have been ready for this standard going into the Leinsters last year if we won but this year everyone is just so focused like the training is just unbelievable especially with uh, Tots and Chuck coming in and they're just driving us on like with John, Philly and Brian and everything um, they're all just so encouraging in training and stuff and like we really put in the work like we do let's say with this team we knew that they were kind of a pass and move team so that's what we focused on in training we like you know our forwards would be passing and moving and trying to get through our backs and stuff so we, we did train for this team as well you know yeah. we prepared for them and it's Kilkenny Carlo final Moisha coming out with a one point victory as well again Nafina of Meath yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah you have Moisha now next Sunday in the final yeah I suppose we'll have to do our, our homework on them now as well and see how training goes we're back in training now tomorrow morning no breaks no week off this week <laughs> no we're going to go in for a puck around tomorrow just to keep training just keep the touch going there's no point in stopping now because we only have the week to prepare for this well Kira Delaney congratulations you're the happiest girl in James Stevens, and why wouldn't you be and best luck in the final and as you said you'll be looking forward to the podcast now on Tuesday yeah. who do you think we're going to tip <laughs> obviously the village <laughs> <laughs> best luck next week anyway. thanks very much Ryan I don't know about tipping the village for us we will get to that shortly um, to see who it is going to be I think they'd nearly rather we didn't tip him at this stage but I caught up with Neve Dealey afterwards as well and here's what Neve had to say Neve Dealey hearts and mouth moments there for lots of uh, period of the second half in that game in particular but what a fantastic victory for you to come out and beat St Bridget's of Leash by a point and get into the Leinster final what's your thoughts after a few minutes now after the final whistle yeah, um, oh look, it hasn't even sunk in yet. I'm just delighted we got over the line. Can't believe it, really. Um, a testament to the girls. Like we just, we just dug it out and stayed going. Um, this, we just, I think we just showed a lot of character. Um, we have a great bunch of girls there, and just showed unreal spirit to get over the line. So happy out. Going in a five points down at half time. What was the mood like in the dressing room? Um, look, we knew we hadn't we knew we hadn't hurled really. Um so we just we just took a breath and just said, Look, try and figure out what we need to do, play like we can and um like I, we we didn't blame the wind but we knew it had a big factor and going out into the second half we kinda used that to our advantage and drove it on then from there. 
curtailing St. Bridget's to two points in the second half. They didn't score for 22 and a half minutes. That was testament to your work rate, especially in the second half. He really came out with all guns blazing and especially when Emma 15 seconds into it just put a ball over the bar. It seemed to drive you on and give you a great boost of confidence going forward. Yeah, um, unbelievable from Emma from from minute one like we knew we, we knew we had to go out and up the work rate like it was it just wasn't good enough in the first half and uh, credit to the six backs back there like they, they dug it out didn't let Anthony in like said they didn't score for 22 minutes so credit to the girls back there and just overall I think in the second half we just put the heads down and just just drove it on you're an All-Ireland winner with Kenny. You're playing with James Stevens. You're an Ashbourne Cup winner with you, or DCU, I should say, getting Player of the Year match in the final this year as well. But what does it mean to you and the rest of the club to be now playing in the Leinster final next Sunday? Oh, sure, look, it's the club is where it's where you start when you're young and it's where you where you have your best friends. Um, so it's it's just we're just buzzing for it, looking forward to it so much. Um, can't wait to go out and play next again now. And Michael, in the final, you couldn't beat it. We were hoping it might be a Kenny Carlo yeah. final all during the week. Not putting pressure on you or anything, no. but um, it is going to be yourselves and Michael now. It's going to be a great occasion. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. Heard they're a very good outfit, so so we'll we'll just give it our all. Um, we've a good bit to improve on, so we'll we'll go out next next Sunday, all guns blazing again. John, not giving you the week off this week? No, no, we're back out tomorrow morning. <laughs> Well, well done on a fantastic victory today and we wish you the very best of luck next week as Thanks, well. Thanks, Martin. Thanks. We certainly do wish him the best of luck and while Neve was talking there off air, Anya has told me that she's not making any predictions for the weekend, that she's leaving the fixture run and whoever comes out as the best team will win because she's afraid in case that if James Stevens, if she tips him and they lose, we'll be blamed. So we're not going to say anything. They are going in as the underdog. It is going to be a cracking game though, Anya. I mean, let's be fair, we were just reading up on your uh, exploits against Michel the last day, Neve Dowling scoring six points, um, some of them from Freeze as well. But like as you said, it's a day to behold. We did try to start a campaign Crow Park or nowhere. It would have been lovely if we had to yeah. be able to have it in Crow Park in front of the two hurling semi-finals. And you know, in fairness to Linda Kenny and the Leinster Council, you know they have tried everywhere to try and get venues and especially close enough to Dublin. But it would have been very very nice if it had to be a possibility to play that game um, earlier on in the day. It just didn't happen. But. Yeah, anyway, I know you said you weren't going to pick anyone, but sure, you know me, and I'm not going to stand by that anyway. So, come on, who's going to win the game at the weekend? Oh my God. Like, yeah, do you know what? It is, it's going to be really, really tough. And I think, like, when you kind of look at it, Michael probably have, they probably have that more experience and probably that more hurt losing in Leinster finals. But in saying that, I think James Stevens have a wealth of experience in their panel. When you look at it, like you, you have the likes of Emma Minogue, um, Hannah Scott, Michelle Teen, Neve Dealey, Sophie O'Dwyer. Like there's six, like five, six incredible players that are all, you know, current members of an intermediate or a senior Kilkenny panel. You would say that they should have the experience to be able to push that on over the line. I think, I think the big difference is with the fact that they've had two games and the weather conditions have been absolutely atrocious 
I think they need to prepare themselves. That's what they're going to have to be to be facing this weekend. And I think Michael are going to have more experience of playing really in that in that they're, they're sluggers. They're going to try and pull this out of it. But I think if James Stevens can keep their heads heads above water there and keep their their nose in front, they should come out with a victory. Again, it'll be a very close match, very similar to the St. Bridget's match. They have to be ready for the physicality of Michael as well. Certainly would. I wouldn't be surprised if we have another game that goes to extra time as well. It was looking very likely um, over the uh, last couple of weekends. But yeah, it is as we said the AIB Leinster Intermediate Club Championship Final it is James Stevens versus Michael of Carlo in clean GA grounds in Kildare on Sunday with a 2pm throw in and if all goes well we will be there hopefully maybe to bring it live we still don't know yes it's still in the waters um, but we're keeping the fingers crossed that we will vote one way or another there will be updates coming from Clean on that game uh, with ourselves on KCLR um, obviously there was a big game last weekend as well which was yesterday I'm trying to think of even what day I have at this stage but it was the meeting of St Vincent's and out at the Ballock in the senior mm-hmm. club final and I know I was in with Ken on Saturday and he was asking me about it and we've seen uh, St Vincent's play against Thomastown and I did say to him that if anyone was going to beat Eulert it was St Vincent's the way that they play because it had Taggy Fogarty's stamp all over it and we saw what they done to Thomastown and in fairness to them they actually did come away with the victory and they have dethroned the reigning Leinster champions by one point in Carlo's main uh, SCTU campus yesterday yeah and you know what I was actually talking to somebody who's involved who's um, on the Thomastown team um last week and they were saying that then the the setup of St Vincent's they were so professional like extremely professional the way they carried about themselves the way they conducted themselves both on and off the field she was like you know one stage going in after the match when the match was over they were all inside there which you know those what are they do you know the um the leg kind of covers um for rehab Oh, yeah. Full, yeah, they yeah, all yeah. the rehab. They had all. They all had them ready to go. Like you know, there's professionalism at its best. There's a team that mean business, and I suppose if you're investing so much time and all of that in, into doing these things to make sure the girls are ready and prepped and ready to go, you know they mean business. And you know, I suppose. I think to a lot of people it probably was a shock because you know Owlart being Owlart they would have been they would have been heavily fancied but I suppose looking at St Vincent's and in the manner in which they beat Thomastown the week previous you would have to say they really are kind of peaking at the right time and they're probably after coming out a bit maybe unknown to anyone and the fact that Schlock Neil have also been beaten in, in Ulster you know it really leaves the, the senior club all Ireland wide open at this stage it certainly does mm. well we'll have to wait and see how that progresses um, on a little bit further and we will be keeping keeping an eye on that and hopefully uh, we will be able to keep the podcast going for as long as the Kilkenny teams and all are keeping going but one thing that won't be keeping going is the inter-county season after this weekend because the All-Stars is probably the last bit of inter-county duty to be done at the end of the year and they're taking part this or place I should say this weekend in Crow Park on Saturday evening and my learned friend here in front of me who has pages gal- of stats and the whole lot is going to run down and give me all of her nominations of who's going to get an all-star including the Kikenny girls so we're going to start at number one there are three nominations for us Amy Lee of Cork Ethan Norris of Kikenny and Brianna O'Regan of Waterford who are you giving the notch for the goalie? Do you know like I have four different teams actually wrote down here because I'm trying to think you know you know this is who I think 
will win it. I think this is, if you go on performances all year, who should win it. And then I just have another piece of paper that has all 11 Kilkenny players on it and I'm just trying to fish in everybody else around them. So which team would you like me to go from, Martin, there now? Whichever one you think is going to win the All-Star. Oh. I'm just looking for one answer, please. <laughs> right, OK. Um I think Aoife Norris will win an All-Star this year. I think it's absolutely well overdue now at this stage. I think she's been absolutely phenomenal. We mentioned it earlier on. I think her game has just come on leaps and bounds. I think she's after turning into a real leader and she's still quite young as well. So that's something that Kilkenny can kind of look forward to in the fact that we have a young goalkeeper who has, you know, all this experience. She's played in a couple of All-Irelands already and she just seems to be growing, growing more as a leader and she's just becoming more influ- influential in all the games. And I'd be, I'd be very disappointed if she didn't get an All-Star this year. Okie dokes. Well, we have four nominations for the two cornerback positions and they are Libby Coppinger of Cork, Michelle Teen, Kilkenny, Sean Healy of Galway and Tiffy Fitz of Kilkenny so I need two out of those four please and thank you Okay absolutely excellent brilliant to have uh, brilliant four nominations great to see two Kilkenny girls in it I think let's be realistic they're going to give it to one Kilkenny girl one Cork girl um, my opinion I think it will be Michelle Teen I think she's been brilliant for Kilkenny all year um, I think you know Tiffy has certainly had an excellent excellent first year in with them but I think Michelle I think it's it's another overdue award for her and I would be saying Libby, Libby Coppinger as well from Cork. I think she has been absolutely excellent for Cork this year and I think she'll get the second spot there. Ooh, controversial leaving out Sean Healy on it. I know and you know what? In all the teams I picked I've actually only got one or two Galway players in it. Well, let's be fair. I don't think we're going to get to the stage where Kilkenny is going to have 11 nominations. No, they're not. Because I think we'll get We're not going six. to go down the same route as Limerick last no. year. Like, it's not going to happen. No. I mean, the most I think we've ever gotten is eight. Um, so it will be interesting to see. So, uh, right, moving on to the fullback nominees then. There's three for one position. This is Grace, Iona, uh, Heffernan, of course, is from Waterford, and Sarah Dervin from Galway. And I know you were in with me earlier on on full time as well, and I know who you said you'd like to win it and who might win it. So, come on, give us you've had a little over 40 minutes now to make your mind up on this one I still have me like I actually have um, three and six blank I'm not able to pick them I'm going to get the countdown clock now and start ticking it away shortly oh, do you know what I would love nothing more than to see Grace win it and I do think she does I, I do think she does deserve to win it but I've just a feeling I'm going to, I think they're going to slot Iona Heffernan in there so you're giving the nod to Iona <sighs> <laughs> There's no sitting on the fence on this then one. Then you're leaving out Sarah Durvin and she probably is one of the best fullbacks in the country. Like we know what this is like. We've had this with the Come On Kind oh, team. I mean, yeah. this is exactly what it's like when we're trying to discuss things and do it. But come on, anyway, I'm putting you under pressure now. Here, who are you giving it to? You have to give it to someone. Can we come back to that? No. Um. Right. I am going to go with <laughs> I am going to go with um oh I'm going to go with Grace Walsh. Are you sure? Yeah. 
positive? Yeah. Right, okay. Got that took a while. Right, moving to the halfback nominees then, we have four nominees for two positions. We have Laura Hayes of Cork, Laura Murphy from Kilkenny, Orla Hickey of Waterford and Searsha McCarthy of Cork. Two names, please. Um, without a doubt, Laura Murphy is should be getting an all-star this year. You did say that earlier, yeah, right? and Saoirse McCarthy from Cork. I think she's been absolutely phenomenal for Cork this year. I think, she, did she get player of their match in their all-earning semi-final as well? I remember she scored an absolute unbelievable point from her own half-back line. She just took off there and there was no catching her. You have me on that one. Yeah, you no, I think she did. something that I don't know the yeah. answer to, wouldn't you? Uh, of course I would, yeah. Not as if you don't ask me. <laughs> Well, you see, unlike you, what you can't, I have somebody to my left-hand side that's producing very quickly on the phone to try and find that information <laughs> out. And a little slip of paper will come along in front of me very soon to tell me whether it is right or wrong. Yeah, <laughs> OK, OK. Anyway, centre-back nominees. We have Claire Phelan from Kilkenny, Laura Tracy of Cork and Roisin Black of Galway. One award goes to Anya Fahey, name it. Um... Oh my god! I, I, I like. I think it should. I think it should be Claire Feeling, but I think Laura Tracy's going to get it. Okay, so you're giving the nod to Laura. Yeah, but it should be Claire. <laughs> politics will oh, prevail. Politics, yeah. Mm. Right, moving along to the midfield position then. We have one, two, three, four, five nominations starting with Aoife Donoghue Galway, Ashley Thompson from Cork, Hannah Looney from Cork, Katie Power from Kilkenny and Lorraine Bray from Waterford. And I did say earlier because I thought actually it was Hannah that was getting uh, nominated for the Player of the Year, but it wasn't actually. It was Katrina Mackey. Um, so we have a Player of the Year nominee in there in Lorraine Bray of Waterford. Mm-hmm. But who are you picking as your two midfielders? Lorraine Bray, definitely. Definitely, without a doubt, she's going to be getting one of the one of the positions in there. This is going to be very, very tough. This is going to be real controversial, I think, when you think about it. Okay, yes, Hannah Looney has been absolutely excellent. I don't think they're going to give her an all-star, though. Ashling Thompson, to me, has been the backbone of Cork. And I think if, without her, let's be realistic, they wouldn't have got through a semi-final. And I think she had a very, very sound all are in a final performance as well. Katie Power has been very, very good for Kilkenny all year as well. But to me, you have to put, like Aoife Donoghue has been excellent. She's been absolutely instrumental for Galway too. Um, I think it's going to be the most controversial controversial line on the field. More so than the LGFA even. Yeah, well that was a bit of a... We won't go there. Yeah. Um, no, I think it is going to be controversial well you give me the controversy now and you tell me who's going to come out of it I think they need to get I think a Galway player is going to have to get a position here get a position and I think it's going to be at midfield so you're voting for Eva Donoghue I'm going to go to Eva Donoghue Okay, well, now but we Ashley Thompson could get either kids, but they could all. Oh, get mother of God Almighty! I'm telling you, I'm going back to the countdown clock. Definitely to put you on the the mm. spot on these ones. Right, forwards, half forwards. We have two nominations in for the half forward line. There's four position or the four nominations, I should say, for two positions: Abby Flynn from Waterford, Quiva Costello from Limerick, Denise God from Kilkenny, and Julianne Malone from Kilkenny. So now you have two to pick. 
Okay, so to me, Denise Gall is definitely going to, well, she should be getting a um, position there, number 10 or whatever the case may be. I do think that because Limerick had such a powerful year this year, and I think Quiva Costello definitely was the one player that stood up, grabbed every team by the scruff of the neck and drove Limerick on. I do think she deserves an All-Star and I think it would be an absolutely excellent achievement for her and for Limerick Camogie. So I would be kind of saying that she could potentially get um, a wing forward position there. So you're giving the first nod to Quiva and the second one to Denise? Yep. Okie dokes. Uh, Centre forward nominees then. We have nobody nominated for centre forward. Uh, Ashley Marr of Dublin, Beth Carton of Waterford and Fiona Keating of Cork. Good luck to you picking this one. Right, Fiona Keating was absolutely excellent in the in the All-Ireland final. There's no point in saying she wasn't. She was phenomenal. Um, Beth Carton as always, has been a stalwart for Washford. I think she's been absolutely excellent. But I'm actually going to go with Ashling Marr from Dublin. I know I said Beth Carton inside earlier on, but I'm changing my mind. I'm going with um, I'm going Ashling Marr from Dublin. I do think I do think a Dublin player is going to get it. I think Dublin had have had a really really good year at the intercounty level, and and I think she's the I think she's been kind of the the ball winner for a lot of them. Look at the way she performed against St Vincent. Well, I was going to say if they went on yeah. club form, now I know like, they're not going to or whatever no. the case may be, but um, I think they will put a Dublin player in there. Okay, well, moving on then. I just have, we to, I just have to take out Beth Carton on my list <laughs> and put in Ashing Mar. On which one of the four? <laughs> right, uh, corner forward nominees then. We have one player up uh, nominated. There is two corner forward positions obviously available. There's four nominees. Ashling O'Neill of Dublin, Katie Nolan from Kilkenny, Katrina Mackey of Cork, who I said is also up for the Players' Player of the Year, and Neve Rocket of Waterford. Madam, two nomin or two names, I should say, not nominees. Two names, please. This is the easiest line on the field. Um, Katie Nolan and Katrina Mackey. Katrina Mackey, Katrina Mackey's obviously going to get in there because she's um up for Player of the Year. But Katie Nolan should potentially have been nominated for Player of the Year. Well. We'll soon find out. Mm-hmm. Full forward nominees then. We have Ailish O'Reilly from Galway, Amy O'Connor of Cork and our own Miriam Welsh from Kilkenny. Sure. <laughs> like, let's be realistic. Can't be anyone but Miriam. Kind of feel sorry for the other two girls to be fair, like having to go up against the player of <laughs> the year. We think it can be. Well, that's what we're thinking. Well, like, well, you assume so. You assume <laughs> if you're good enough to be nominated for player of the year, you're surely going to get a place on an all-star team. Yeah, well, you'd think that, but you would never know. Mm. Right, so, moving along then Anya's nominations are Ethan Norris in the goal our two cornerbacks is Libby Coppinger and Michelle Teen our fullback is Grace Welsh our two halfbacks is Laura Murphy and Saoirse McCarthy our centreback is Laura Tracy our two midfielders is Aoife Donoghue and Lorraine Bray our two wing forwards Quiva Costello and Denise Gall our centre forward is Ashling Marr our two corner forwards is Katie Nolan and Katrina Mackey and our full forward nomination nomination even is Miriam Welsh with Kenny. I don't know why we're saying we because it's not we it's you really I mean I'm not picking these oh yeah put the blame on me when things go wrong <laughs> well it went wrong on me earlier on like and you were putting the blame on me so I'm only turning the tide around at this stage now but uh, manager of the year award do we have three nominees in for it? Brian is nominated. Brian Kearney and Mark McFadden is nominated joint managers uh, of Antrim and Cahill Murray of Galway like let's be realistic it has to be Brian really doesn't it like when is the last time the senior winning manager hasn't won it and I'm not being I'm not trying to 
Jesus, she's really asking the questions that I can't answer. No, but like, I, 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 like I'm trying to be realistic about it. Like when, when like it, it should happen. He should be. I think Kenny haven't lost any games this year. League or Championship. They drew against Cork. Who won the goal on last year? Galway won it, didn't they? Yeah, but they like they haven't they haven't been beaten. They have be, they, Kilkenny have gone unbeaten this no, year. No, no, I'm just trying to think. Oh, yeah. Did Carl Murray win the manager yeah, of the year last year? Going back to 2020. Brian. Brian. Did he win the manager of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My head is Friday see at the minute. There's so much information floating around it now at the minute. Like I would I would be very surprised I don't if he think didn't you're win wrong. it. No, like I, I would be very surprised he didn't beat it. I think when you kind of look at it in a way like, okay, forget about that it's a senior intermediate junior or Actually, whatever the case may be. Did someone the year that Offaly won the intermediate final which I think I won't even say the year but I do know Joachim Kelly Mm -hmm. was managing the team and he won manager of the year that year Okay, the senior manager didn't however long ago that is yeah I just think when you kind of look at the Kilkenny performances this year let's be fair probably this year out of every other year this is probably the toughest year for Brian and the management team let's be fair they had an awful lot of girls that um, went travelling uh, other players um, retired from the panel or left the panel for whatever reasons married babies all all that and I think he definitely had to kind of bring together a new team and I think that's what a lot was and to be fair like we we probably kind of forgot that as well when we were doing a lot of the commentary too it's because we have such a high expectation of Kilkenny Camogie but they went the whole year unbeaten like they drew against Cork down in Parky Cueve in the league and that's what knocked them out of the league and that was actually said recently as well like that I mean they could have a double at yeah. this stage apart from scoring difference score difference exactly so like I think on that alone you would have to go for a team that is completely unbeaten and to me like I can't see why Brian Dowling wouldn't get it I think and I think the fact that he's had to probably do it with let's be realistic people would have potentially not fully written Kilkenny off this year but wouldn't have had them on their favourite list favourites list as they would have had on previous years because I think everybody thought once Galway won the All-Ireland last year that this was kind of a setup for them and I think Kilkenny had to certainly go about it the hard way they had to meet they played Galway in the last round of the last round of the league championship in Galway they then had to play Galway in an All-Ireland semi-final and then Cork in, a, Cork in an All-Ireland final so to me I think there's no nobody deserves it more than what Brian Dowland does and no one really gave us a chance in Galway. No. We came away with a draw. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're dead right. There was an awful lot of people that was putting Kilkenny out of the equation altogether, even before any ball was poked. Mm-hmm. Um, and while some of the games certainly didn't go their way, and yes, okay, we have been critical, and I mean, probably we were most critical of the game in Wexford because, let's be fair, it probably was the worst game that they've played in a very, very long time. But yes, they have played very very well went unbeaten they are all Ireland champions we're going to look forward to uh, a special night on the 3rd of December when the players will get their all Ireland medals um, and that will bring a close to the inter-county season and then we'll be only a couple of weeks a week off of Christmas and we'll be back off and running again then when the National League starts all over again and I know you're holding up a piece of paper to me it's actually coming if you give me a chance to get this words out first of all you know but yes Anya is reminding me of course of the Come On Kind team of the year now we are blown away 
at this moment in time by the amount of votes that have come in so far. The voting lines are still open for your chance to vote for this year's uh, Player of the Year and all of the details are up on scoreline.ie of how you can vote uh, uh, your junior, intermediate and senior Come on, kind player of the year, and you have a chance to help us out on that because at the minute we're tied. Yeah. <laughs> we can't it, yeah. decide with all of the the nominations that has gone in. We cannot decide out of all of those players who is actually going to be the player of the year. So your votes will certainly help um, with all that. And as I said, all of the details can be found up on scoreline.ie uh, of how to vote um, get your nominations in get your vote registered and you never know you could be helping us and be part of the team of the year which will be announced at a special function on the 2nd of December it is going to be streamed live we can confirm that from the uh, Dixborough GAA grounds there out in Palmerstown um, so that is going to be a great occasion I was trying to find my team of the year nominees so uh, on your own Carrick Shock Vivian Holmes John Locks Bennett's Bridge and Orla Grace is the tree that's in for the junior player of the year intermediate we have Kelly Hamilton from the Roaring Steag Dealey from James Stevens and Emma Minogue from James Stevens. Both of them have had outstanding performances mm. over the last couple of weeks for their club as well. And in the senior player of the year, we have Joanne Fitzpatrick from Thomastown, Sarah Welsh of Thomastown, and Anna Farrell of Thomastown as well. So we're still preparing the team of the year. We don't know who it's going to be. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Any insights into it? Any indications of how things are going with the the team of the year or the player of the year or we still going to have another couple of rows uh, team of the year I think we've more or less nailed down one team um, we still have to go through a couple of others because they have kept on changing over the last couple of weeks I'm not going to lie um, it has been very very hard player of the year we we know some information but we're not going to divulge that to anybody the invitations have gone out to the players with, and for, for themselves and guests to come tonight so please 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 just uh, send us an email back to let us know that you are going to be there or you're not going to be there or if you're bringing um, a guest because like we will have people we we, we can only let in who the, who is invited so that we're you know, just going to actually say yeah, that it's, it's invitation important. only it's invitation too, only yeah. um, so like don't be turning up with a busload from the local parish because uh, you won't get <laughs> they in. won't be getting in um, we're trying to you know as you said like it is going to be a live broadcast um, and we are going to try and run it as smoothly as possible and it's going to be a great night like for by all accounts like we've have an awful lot of players have already um, agreed to come so you know it'll be entertaining and that as well so yeah can't wait good luck crack it was we get a couple of finals uh, last weekend as well I can see that um, Young Ireland lost out to Tullahar in the minor shield final uh, Moonkine beat uh, your own club in the yeah, under 14, 14 Shield mm-hmm. final uh, Carrick Shock was the winner of the Minor B Championship final over the weekend and I know there's still a couple of games outstanding that is going to be played fairly shortly as well that's going to be upcoming but lots and lots of games lots of things happening I know poor Jerry Drennan is tearing his hair out at the minute trying to get results in for us for the college's games they're not really forthcoming um, so that we know where the teams in Kilkenny stand and where it's in relation to Leinster finals etc but um, he is trying in fairness to the poor man um, and he can't 
bring blood out of a stone if he can't get him and he can't give us the details either but look one way or another uh, while we have it because I know Linda does listen to our podcast as well we want to sincerely thank her for attending our underage medal presentation in Old Auckland's yesterday where we gave out over 80 something medals uh, we had a couple of girls that was missing but um, I was near 100 no it's actually near 100 I think um, yesterday so uh, poor Linda was very very busy uh, after being in Carlo at the club final she made her way down to Nolan or not Nolan Park to a Lachlan Gales um, and presented all of the medals to our 14s 15s and 16s from all of their blitzes their All-Ireland blitzes uh, the under-16s Leinster champions as well and it was a really well attended event and thank you so much to everyone who did a turn up and thank you to everyone who participated and helped out in getting the event organised etc um, it was really 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 something special uh, and all the photographs and everything has gone up online as well we did say before that if anybody wanted to get in contact with us that they could do so if they wanted anything uh, mentioned or any kind of a topic that uh, we'd like to, or you'd like discussed and we can divulge or delve into it and see what we can uh, come up with and bring up answers if we can. So we now have an official email address for people to do that and you can get in contact with us at kind at kclr96fm.com There's no fathers so it's just C-A-M-A-N-C-A-I-N-T all the one word and abusive emails or whatever are telling us that we're not able to do this or anything to do with team of the year this is a disclaimer will be deleted immediately and will not be tolerated of any sort whatsoever so there we are that's sent out there now and put out there immediately so anyway on I feel like you just have to give me an insurance post there Mark <laughs> Well, I tell you one thing, I felt like the Sky Sports fella inside on full-time for Sinead giving out all the soccer results there um, earlier on. So, I mean, I might as well do something uh, similar when we're in here. But look, we have a bit of crack doing this. It's great. We have promotion of the sport at Mm -hmm. the foremost of our thoughts. That's what we're trying to do. And if we can have a bit of banter along the way and doing it as well, so be it. Obviously, County Convention is taking place in Kilkenny tomorrow evening. So there is going to be a couple of changes for officer positions as well and all of the details for that will be announced because unfortunately I can't announce it on the airwaves yet and since we're recording this on Monday it can't go out until after the elections has been made on Tuesday evening but let's just say there will be changes afoot and happening um, tomorrow evening as that takes place or this evening if you're listening to it Um but anyway, Anya, have we anything else or am I after getting through everything at this stage? No, I think do we the uh, UL winning the league? Sorry, we, we had a yeah, we had a couple we did, yeah. The yeah, BGCC we had a couple in the league with a couple of Kilkenny girls on that panel. We had um SETU beast uh UL two, two, yeah, last they Thursday. did as well. Yeah, um, I don't know. Did we? I don't actually. Did we? Oh, we had one or two girls on the Carlo team. Kayla Joyce Foley from Bar Rangers was on it. Um, I don't think we actually had anybody else on the Carlo team, which is quite strange. No, we had the two managers, all right. Yeah, two, Anna and um, Angela was managing. We so. had Sinead Farley, Aoife Prendergast, um, Sinead O'Keefe, and we had one or two other Kilkenny girls. Oh, Mairead Corcoran from Mooncoin was on the UL team as well. Um, all part of the UL panel um, that uh, that beat UCC and that so that's a that's a great start for UL for the year actually you're after reminding me of something Jack if you're listening to that apologies I completely forgot that we were supposed to be bringing you on this evening but just with everything that was happening uh, tonight I completely forgot about it so I will get in contact with you uh, over the week and we will get that sorted out for next week to preview the championship coming up for the CCAO 
games mm-hmm. um, because it's important that we give uh, coverage to them as well we have a lot of players around from Kilkenny and Carlo that is taking part in uh, colleges yeah, games so yes we um, so yeah other than that's that it. I think that's about it from ourselves here in uh, Kilkenny this evening hopefully you enjoy the podcast we will find out next week how many of Anya's all-star predictions are going to be coming uh, to fruition don't forget to keep an eye on all social media channels over the course of Saturday evening we will be bringing you all of the winners and we will try and see if we can get even reaction from the venue so that we can have it for next Monday evening as well my thanks as always to Anya for all her input and expertise that she brings uh, to the role and keeps me in the straight and narrow and tries to <laughs> catch me off guard which you done tonight in fairness now you've been trying a long time you actually done it tonight so really? I, I congratulate you on that one and as always of course thanks to Lil as well for producing um, and keeping everything going here uh, beside me as well but until next week when hopefully we will have the victorious intermediate champions one way or another mm-hmm. we will have a Carlo Oracle Kenny team on and um, Brendan c- c- couldn't make it actually this evening because he was caught up with um whoever is going to be victorious over the weekend we will have them on next week as well best of luck to James Stevens and to Michael as well uh, as they take on each other in the Leinster final don't forget tune into KCLR over the weekend and you will have a best of luck too to Eddie Scally and Blacksham Whites playing on Saturday in Nolan Park in their uh, Leinster championship final is it the final? It is the final. I think it's the final. So we wish Eddie the very best of luck in that one as well. Um, and hopefully that they will be able to progress. Uh, and well done uh, also to Thomastown and Munkheim in mm-hmm. the under-21 hurlers who put up 60-something odd points yesterday. 518 to 6-12. 63 points in total um, in winter conditions. Who said you can't play hurling or camogie in winter? We certainly didn't. Sorry, Until next week... It's a semi final with Blacks and Whites. Blacks and Whites is the semi final. So, sorry, Eddie, I had you in the final already, but sure. Anyway, there you go. If you win the semi final this weekend, you will be in the Leinster final one way or another. The very best of luck to uh, Blacks and Whites in that one. Until next week, Anya, it's goodbye from the two of us, and we will talk to you next Monday evening. Thanks very much. See you then. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmi. Oh